I've got a terrible, uh, a dark secret to reveal to everybody watching this. All the times that I've been complaining about having lunch early in the morning, I would, honestly, I, ha I have to be completely straight up with you. If I could have lunch as soon as I woke up, I would. I would, the, the, anything that can be eaten particularly cold out of the fridge... I have no decorum when it comes to the time that that is introduced into my life. You know, it, some foods are breakfast foods. Some foods are uh, lunch foods. Some foods are dinner foods. I I would stop shy of like, I, I, there's some foods where I don't want to breach that, uh, that veil, right? Like, I don't want to eat spaghetti for breakfast. And, and maybe I'm missing out on that. I don't, I, I can't say why. I, I'm trying to figure out, like, I'm trying to give it one more juice and one more tease. Trying to figure out why I wouldn't want to have spaghetti for breakfast. Well, a big reason is because I don't even want to have spaghetti for dinner. Because I, I don't, uh, I, I find it one of the more, one of, one of the less impressive pastas, if, if I may. And I don't mean to be rude to pasta in general. I'm simply suggesting, um... Spaghetti, especially like spaghetti bolognese, as somebody who was late to the pasta game and is just, uh, you know, experiencing it over the past like five or six years mostly. First time I had uh, an alio olio, I said to myself, this is fantastic. I totally get it. First time, you know, I had like a, I don't know, like an orchiette pesto. I said to myself, wow, this is really nice. I like it a lot. First time I had a cacio and a, a, a pepe, I said to myself, cacio e pepe in this economy? That's a joke that's stolen from Twitter. Or, as long as you admit it, let's just call it source from Twitter. Let me see what we got here. But sauced by the waiter at the table, which was the was nice. Um, then I had, uh, I had some spaghetti bolognese, and I, I just got to be honest, for whatever reason, I'm like a little bit underwhelmed. Maybe it's because I didn't grow up eating it. I, I do think that, like, you know, there's foods where you eat them as a kid, and as a result, you kind of, like, form an association in your mind of how great they are before you eat them as an adult, and maybe you appraise them um, with with adult eyes instead. I, I've As I've gotten older, I've really shied away from those extreme stances that define my banter in the younger days, you know? Um, also in the younger days, I used to sport a stash. When I went to school, uh, I carried lunch in a bag with an apple for my teacher because I'd always get a kiss. Always got mad when the class was dismissed is what I've heard. Um, congratulations, you know a song. Okay, whoa, hey, my internal monologue. You're not supposed to be that rude to yourself. Myself? Yourself? I don't know. Anyway, um... I probably, you know, to generate some banter sometime, we're going to go angel deals here, I think, for sure. I, I would generate banter by saying things like spaghetti has got to be the most overrated meal considered a classic, you know, in the in the North American recipe book. Now I'm, you know, I, I understand that at some point, everybody out there is just trying to live their lives. Not everybody's beholden to... You know, the arbitrary rankings necessarily of where foods should sit and trying to min-max a restaurant menu as best as possible in order to, you know, make yourself feel as, as high and mighty as you can. 
But I, w- I still share the honest opinion that spaghetti might be the ov- most overrated meal in the uh, North American recipe book. And I get that it's, you know, probably originally an Italian food, I think, but I don't know. I mean, all here's here's a galaxy brain take for you. All the Italian food um, that uses tomato sauce is actually North American food to begin with because they had to be uh, introduced to the tomato after the discovery of the new world. So how about that? That's right. Pizza, North American. Anything with tomato, any marinara, North American. Does it make any sense? No. Does it get the people going? I have to imagine yes is the answer there. But apart from that, now I'm, I'm remembering where the conversation started. I'll eat anything for breakfast, man, more or less. Sometimes I'll eat nothing for breakfast, but I'll also eat pretty much anything. Sometimes, you know, when I'm feeling a little lazy, but I'm, it's still, you know, dinner duty falls on the on my broad shoulders. I, uh, you know, maybe make like a bratwurst or something for dinner with a side salad. We got a bun and a bratwurst left over. 7.45 a.m. rolls around. I'm eating the cold bun and a bratwurst out of the fridge. Doesn't bother me. I'll, I'll put mustard on that. Mustard on a cold brat. Why does, it, why does it sound like a Tom Waits lyric? Warm ways, cold women, warm beer. I just don't know what I gotta get out of my head. Right I used to, as we, I, I honestly, and I don't advocate for this, okay? But in the late 2000s, also known as my, uh, my brief but bright collegiate career, I would go out for dinner with my parents on, uh, oh, I bet we could have used a, a bomb just to do that, though. Yeah, I shouldn't have picked it up. No. <laughs> um, I would go out for dinner with my parents on uh, Friday nights because we lived in the, I, I lived in my hometown. Um, and then I would take home the leftovers, maybe hang out with the boys. I don't know. Stay up until four in the morning playing rock band, too. Wake up, uh, you know, 11 a.m. the next day, not feeling so nice. Eat some green curry with cold bamboo shoots straight out of the fridge. I think that inoculated me uh, to to feeling like there's... To, to, it, it, it removed from me the luxury, let's say, of feeling like there's any real foods that are, hey, this time of the day only, this time of the day only, you know? There's probably some exceptions, but I, I, it's all cultural, right? Like... You ever, you ever, you know, watch a show about, like, you know, international cuisine? You got the, tons of cultures out there that are eating soup for breakfast. Which, to me, I get it. Soup and stew, delicious. The only, What I'm just going to say is that uh, it, it just strikes me as inconvenient. Because you can't eat it cold out of the fridge. But what do I know? I gotta say, so yesterday, um, and and this, I, I want to say, this is, comes as a recommendation, okay? Whatever I'm about to say about this local business, that is probably identifiable by the amount of like meta information I'm gonna give. It actually, I, I visited it um, because my family's here, so we we wanted to do some more like semi-touristy stuff, but also because it comes highly recommended. You know, it, it's one of those places that is like when you're in this particular area you gotta go check it out there will be a long line but i promise you it's worth it okay so i it took my parents to a touristy area of uh vancouver yesterday i was waiting in line at a at a 
swanky deli okay it, and i i've got i did get some swanky steaks as well just uh just to flex a little bit for the the family and uh, you know we'll cook some delicious ones sometime this week um it was nice to not be blindsided by that butcher again and instead be like hey give me two of those bone-in rib steaks he didn't give me a look like are you sure he was like this guy's seen everything this guy's He's he's a hardened veteran. He he knows he knows his heart's gonna fall through his his shoes when uh, I slammed the price tag on it. But he's ready for it. But I, I was waiting in line for a, a, a very swanky deli: meats, cheeses, sausages, uh, pates, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I I'm 32 years old, old enough that I have to think about it. If you're wondering, like, at some point, do you ever, like, you know, do you turn 27 and you just get uh, the knowledge of how to handle yourself in every situation that you'll ever find yourself in? The answer is no. You, you pick it up, you know, inch by inch. And dare I say, you pick it up row by row. So I was in line. I've, I've never been to a, a, a deli like this before. Um... Basically, when you want, when you get into the the establishment, and I'm setting way too much of the stage here, but I want to make it as sympathetic towards me as possible. You walk past a, a a cooler shelf, right, and it's got a bunch of cheeses on it with like handwritten calligraphy signs. This is uh Roquefort from wherever you know. This is Applewood smoked cheddar, the fan favorite. This is uh, Lancashire cheese from England. This is, you know, a six-month manchego from Spain, etc., etc. It's all written in, you know, I don't know many cheeses just from looking at them. I'll give you a cheddar, a mozzarella, a Canadian marble, a stinking bishop, maybe. Um, Miley Cyrus hair extensions. That's that's a good, you haven't had Miley's extensions yet. It, it won cheese of the year. Uh, at the um, Nantes Cheese Festival in, in 1998. I know what you're going to say. We didn't even know who Miley Cyrus was in 1998. Well, some of the cheesemongers did. And as go the cheesemongers goes Hollywood. You know that old song and dance. Um, anyway, uh, so you, you, you start... And then, are you, like, I'm really in there just a sample, right? I don't mean free sample, but I mean, like, let's order some stuff that's a little unusual. Let's get, you know, like, some duck prosciutto or something. Let's get some elk sausage. Let's get a sausage that's that's uh, wrapped in seaweed. There's some cool stuff there. But I I was like, okay, let's just get this stuff for, like, a, a charcuterie plate. So I'm, I'm looking at the cheeses. I've been in line for, like, literally half an hour like it's it's a very busy establishment within three seconds of finally being able to see the products on display i get hit with a, a surly what do you want and i say oh hey i'm just taking a second to look here and then the lady who was serving me who clearly this i do want to say it was not her first rodeo she'd 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 had enough she gave me, I would say to her credit, more than one second. She gave me about six seconds and then said, okay, what do you want? And now me, knowing this is a, do you see that shot, by the way? The, the, the speed at which it came out there? Joke's on you, though. It just allows me to get in here and get the latch key. Um, I, I thought, you know, there, there were some enormous blocks of cheese there, right? I said, hey, I'll take a... 
I'll take 150 grams of the six-month manchego. And then she said, oh, here, you don't actually give us the weights for the cheeses. You just pick out a prepackaged uh, block of cheese and give it and, and then buy it. And I said, okay. And then I reached in and I grabbed a block of the six-month manchego. Uh, and then I said, and I'll also have, and she said, no, you have to give me the block so that we can weigh it and then put a price on it. And I was like, oh, oh, sorry. Okay, I did. That's, you caught me. I didn't do the required reading before I stepped up. Then I thought I had it all figured out, right? I thought I was a genius. I thought I was an old, an old salty sea dog when it comes to the, the, the manners and the etiquette and the behaviors of the deli. So I was looking at the sausage section with the, with the 15 seconds that I had been so generously afforded. And I said, I'll take a Pacific sea salt sausage. I was prepared to buy a whole, a whole one. She said, how much? And I said, oh, I guess 150 grams. I didn't realize that, of course, the cheeses are prepackaged. You know, or not, not before they come to the deli, but you guys, like, parcel those out. But the sausages, on the other hand, like, I, I guess I was just being stupid. Um, you don't buy a whole one of those. Are you in, what are you, some kind of, like, emperor, you know? What are you, some, you don't care about your, like, nitrite consumption? Okay, I'll take 150 grams of that. And then, um, so I had the baby the whole time, like, strapped to the front of me, right? I keep the MF and thing on me. Uh, and so she was like, okay, you're good. Like, you can pay. I paid. They have, like, those square, you know, card readers they just give out to you no matter where you are in the line. At this point, I was only halfway through the, the products that they had available. It was like a, like a Subway-style service counter. And then I, like, looked in front of me. There were, like, six people, and they're like, I'll take the Huckleberry Elk sa Sausage. I'll take the, I'll take the Duck Venison. Uh, give me, give me the, the Texas Bison Sausage, etc., etc. And I just, there was no way to squeeze by them. So I just had to stand there, because it was all, like, you know, velvet roped off because of COVID and stuff like that. But I just had to stand there until literally everybody that was in front of me in line also got their stuff and then paid. And one guy, I mean, he, he was up there getting pates and, and you know, like weird little artisan crackers and stuff like that. It was crazy, man. Anyway, so the, the sausage and cheese are some of the best sausages in particular I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> and I will be back. And I don't know if this says something about me, but whenever look good service is is nice but i also have a, a predisposition i think to bias myself in the direction of thinking that brusque service which is not necessarily rude but just short service impatient service please you know like we got a lot of customers sir i'm predisposed i think to believe that that kind of service also makes the establishment look better in my eyes like, I, I, I think I, I know I've said the opposite of this before, but I think it's possible if I, you know, got drafted into the military, I would have been a good little soldier. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm a little dirt worm. Why don't you yell at me some more? Not, not in a, you know, a perverted way, because I know that's where people are going to take that. But I just mean, like, whenever an establishment, you know, kind of, not, not treats me badly like, hey, buddy, frick you, but whenever they're clearly, like, I don't have time for this guy's, you know, idiocy, even though I'm trying my best genuinely. And, and uh, you know, all of my banter over the years would 
hopefully illuminate for you that I do try to at least stay aware of what other people are doing in public and not, you know, inconvenience them as much as is, except as much as is necessary. Um, I, I, I almost was like, you know what? This place is better than me. And as a result, like, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> I, I find it funny. I don't know. I think there's a generational divide. I, I can't stress enough, by the way. It was, at least if you got that time, it was worth waiting in line. And I can't wait to go back and try some different sausages and cheeses. But um, I think there's like a generational divide when it comes to how you feel about service. You know, I, the old, or maybe it's something that changes as you age, okay? Um, they, that's also possible. Like a lot of the things that I, and this will be scary for people younger than myself, I think, but a lot of the things that people are like, you know, oh, boomers are like this. I'm like, I, I, my hunch is that actually, cross generations, adults have, you know, let, let's grab that. Um, have some similarities in these departments and it's just that the boomer generation happens to be in that like 65 to 85 corridor right now i don't even want to know what millennials are going to be like in the 65 to 85 corridor because we're going to reap what we sow from all the hello or the okay boomers if we uh you know embody some of that same spirit but anyway um i feel like most people my age care less about like the service in all oh, let's go man the service quality in a restaurant than most people that are 20 years uh older than me i feel like people that are in their 20s 30s much more than when they go out to like a restaurant for example it's about the vibe it's about the food quality it's about the atmosphere so and you know this is not meant to be like dismissive in our demo, you got to respect, even if it's not you personally, a lot of it is about the Instagram ability. Uh, and, and I genuinely believe that. Um, and I, you look, I'm, I essentially make my living on a form of social media, so I'm not going to bite the hand that feeds. I, but I will say, I think that probably at, at all cool food establishments, at least across Vancouver, um, especially on a weekend... You probably get served 5 to 25% slower just because of the number of people who are taking amateur photography of, like, the Tim Hortons that they just ordered. And I'm not trying to make anybody have, like, the worst day at their job or whatever. I'm just saying, enjoy. it's your life, you know? Live it, enjoy it, take photos, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But also, like, some of us, you know, some of us are just trying to get our, uh, you know, extra spicy Rekka ramen you know, it's it's a ramen joint. It's you, you know, you're supposed to kind of like, admittedly, like I'm I'm ramen splaining a little bit here, but you know, it's a fast meal. It's essentially pre-prepared in the back. You know, you just order it to your specifications. They assemble it, bring it out, and you slurp it up. You know, you don't need to be taking a thousand photos of it from fifteen different angles, and you know, you can. Uh, just just eat it up real quick. It's, it's not really the kind of thing where, like, you finish it and then you sit around and have, like, a conversation afterwards. You know, there's only, like, 20 seats in the restaurant. There's a big line outside. I think this is my own personal bias, by the way. But whenever, and it hasn't happened a lot during COVID, that's for sure. But whenever I'm, like, in line for a restaurant and you can see into the restaurant, I always think that 
the people inside of the restaurant, some of them, some of them, you see them looking out the window and going, and I'm like, thank you so much. Um, but some of them, I'm like, they're taking extra time because they're enjoying being in the ivory tower. Those are the people for whom you cannot give any power to because absolute power corrupts absolutely. I guess that means you can't give power to anybody. But you know what I mean? Those are the kind of people they, you know, they become the assistant to the regional manager. And then for, you know, they're like a, a little petty tyrant the whole time. They got a little smidgen of power. It's time to like, you know, lord it. Um, now, the... The thing I need to say about that is I harbor that conspiracy theory about just about everything that inconveniences me. Like, for example, when I'm waiting for the elevator and it takes a long time, the first thing my head goes to is probably some scumbags in the elevator just holding the door open, being like, meh, meh, meh. Like, what, what purpose would that actually ever serve? Surely, you know, that is, I'm not saying it's never happened, but is unlikely. But I, I so I, I have a predisposition. Anytime I'm inconvenienced, I'm like, it's a plot against me. <laughs> I also do, don't even get me started, you know, especially in COVID. Maybe this, I don't know if this makes me a boomer or a zoomer or a, Part of the greatest generation that sounds nice let's go with that but sometimes you know you'll be uh waiting for an elevator in covid uh the elevators are like you know two people only sometimes or like two households only um two two bubbles only she came down on a bubble dug etc etc um and the elevator doors open you've been waiting for like a minute which is not that long but you know people got things to do uh, you've been waiting for this elevator for a minute. It opens up. There's two people in there. You go, that's okay. I'll take the next one. They don't acknowledge it because it would make my point worse if they were nice about it. Um, they don't acknowledge it. And then they just go like, uh, and then they go back to looking at their phones. And you got to wait like the eight seconds for the elevator door to close on its own for no reason. Even though they could just so easily hit the button. They could just hit the button that says closed doors and then you wouldn't we wouldn't be sitting here wait, like I'm I'm so glad that like you're looking at your phone right now I bet you're seeing maybe you're watching my videos probably not <laughs> I would like to think we cultivate a better class of viewer than that but so I guess that's that's my uh take home message for today if you live in an environment um where you're in an elevator on the frequent occasion if somebody says, I'll take the next one, they've done you a nice thing, okay? What you should do for them is just hit that one with the arrows that are pointing towards the center. That is closed door. Um, I, I promise you they will notice and they'll say, okay. I notice the people in, in the elevators that I use frequently. When they're polite, at least. One guy, elevator I use frequently, whenever he sees me, he goes... Hop in, boss. And I, he he doesn't do it to defy provincial health orders. He just that's just like his personality. So any anytime I see him, I'm like, that's my guy right there. That's hop in, boss. <laughs> we've never shared a conversation beyond that, but I feel like, you know, we we say it best when we say nothing at all. He's probably my best friend, honestly. If I ever renew my vows, you know. He's uh he's gonna end up uh being my best man.
just got to wait until I see him in the elevator so I can invite him. I don't know, like, his phone number <laughs> or his email address or whatever, but hop in, boss. Anyway, so that's, you know, I, I'm not living, like, an anecdote-rich existence right now, but I was, I, there was a part of me that's, like, the, the, the yes, yes, you know, sickos meme. Anytime, like, I, I get mildly mistreated in public, I'm like, yes, yes. It's banter. It's like six minutes of not having to, you know, craft something insane out of thin air. Feels kind of nice, honestly. It is true, though. I, I, I know we, we've talked about this now and then. This is not one of the most well-traveled conversation topics, but I always think of it when my parents are here because my dad... Um, well, when, when we grew up, choosing something for dinner was at a restaurant, like if we were on vacation, um, was always tough because all three of like me, my mom, my dad, at least when I was a child, all three of us were pretty passive. My dad was like the most, you know, he, he was the leader of the pack, but also... Still pretty passive, wanted to make sure everybody was happy. He wasn't like, you know, we're just going to Outback Steakhouse because I want a Blooming Onion. He tried to make sure everyone was happy. Um, but then also, my dad's a little picky, but not as uh, picky as he was when I was a kid. Like, when when I was a kid, and this, this is still true to this day, um, he won't eat anything with mayonnaise on it if he knows that mayonnaise is on it. And, you know, it's my dad. I'm not going to trick him. I'm not going to be like, it's not mayonnaise, it's an aioli. You know, I'm going to... I'm trying to accommodate him, you know? He he, he raised me. I, I, I don't take it upon myself to be like, we're going to undo this, like, weird food habit, okay? I just instead want him to feel comfortable when he's here. Um, but that that is dangerous because, you know, sometimes he'll, like, you know, want to order a burger, but every burger uh, comes with something called you know, secret sauce or like, it's a, it's a garlic spread. And you're like, is a spread mayonnaise based? I would assume yes. So then like when I, whenever we order, especially on like Uber Eats, I always end up writing these statements that start in all caps, but end with a smiley, you know, like, thank you, please. No special sauce or uh Dijonese. Thank you. Smiley face. You know, like my thinking is like the caps are like, this is urgent and important. And then the smiley face is like, I'm not a jerk. I understand. I get it. I don't know if it works, but most of the time it does arrive with the bereft the ingredient. Um, my mom uh, is not a picky eater from a taste standpoint, but over the years, you know, when I was a kid, she ate pretty much whatever. Then when, it, you know, I was in like middle school, she stopped eating beef and pork. And then uh, when I went to college, she stopped eating chicken and now she's pretty much stopped eating fish as well. So we it has to be a place that has, like, some vegetarian option. And then as a child, I was a terribly picky eater. For, un, until I was, like, 15 or 16, I think the only vegetables I consumed were carrots, corn, potatoes, and cucumbers. I don't know. Like, I genuinely, and, and every, I'd say once every six months, I, I wake up at night going, like, you know, in a cold sweat. I'm like, oh, I wonder if my terrible eating habits as a preteen are going to end up shortening my lifespan. Alas, what would, you know, until we get the time machine. You go back and buy Apple stock. I'm going to go back and be like, just eat some kale, dummy. You're going to like it. But um, 
I mean, so that made it hard to find something to eat uh, back in the day. Like, I, I didn't even like ketchup. Mouth will tell you, when we used to go get Subway in high school, I would get like a foot-long turkey sandwich on whole wheat bread. No cheese. That was more for like health purposes um, at the time, at least. Uh, just like literally turkey meat and uh, yellow mustard. <laughs> and I, you know... I don't know what to say. You know, I, that's just it's just how I felt. And and I loved it, too. I would have gotten it like five times a week if I had the, the pocketbook for it. But. um, So it was always like kind of hard to find a restaurant. And then the second thing is, you know, if we ever went to a restaurant and they were like, it'll be a five minute wait. It was like 50 50 on whether my dad would be like, OK, we're just going to go. And instead, we'll spend like half an hour looking for another restaurant that has a zero minute wait, right? At 10 minutes, it was like, okay, well, we're out. It was all, it was always a little stressful trying to find a place that worked for all of us. Now, I will acknowledge if that's the stress in your family life, like that's a pretty good situation to be in. I, but I think it's informed the way I have behaved as an adult. One of the reasons, and this is genuine. One of the reasons I, you know, endeavor to get over my picky eating, which I would say I'm, I'm pretty much on the other side of at this point in my life. But um, one of the one of the reasons I wanted to do it is just because it a minimized uh, the the it, it, it artificially restricted the scope of the cuisine that I could get to. Right. So, you know, like you'd, you'd look at these articles <clears throat> that are like, oh, a cool new blank place opened up. And I'd be like, oh, but there's cabbage in the soup. Can't eat that, you know? Like, the only restaurant I could kind of go to was like, hey, a new uh, chicken finger restaurant opened up. So I once I got to college, I, I started sorting that out real quick. Um, then the other thing is, it, it just made it uh, much harder. I, I don't like to be the, the squeaky wheel when it comes to picking a restaurant. If you got food allergies, that's a different story. If you genuinely detest a type of cuisine, that's a different story. Um, but it, it makes me... I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I, I think I'm close to being... If, if we were doing a fantasy draft of the best diners, I think I would be a first-rounder. I, I know some cool restaurants, okay? I've been everywhere, man, as, as they say. I... Uh, also, we'll never say no. And I, I'm being... The, the only thing I would say no to is a restaurant that I felt like was maybe overpriced and unremarkable and kind of bad. Like um, like a like a Chili's, for example. But even then, I, I if you were like, no, I really want those chicken flingers, I would be like, okay, let's go. Well, let's have a great time. I'm sure I'll find... I'll debase myself. What do they have? Kicking zesty matzo sticks? Let's give it a shot, man. Wow, these are really kicking. That would be something I would say at the dinner, and you would be like, this guy's great company. But moreover, I'm a very easy person to select food with. For one, I essentially just get out of the way. If there's not something I'm craving, uh, then I just go, hey, if anybody's feeling something in particular, let's do that. But then I also, I can read the room, right? Like, so now when I go out to dinner, like, with my parents, I know what, what we need. What we need is a, a, a leader to suggest something and then let them say no if they really don't like it. But also, you know, try to accommodate. 
you know, pick a restaurant you think they'd like, sell it to them. If they go and they look at the menu and they're like, eh, it doesn't really seem like our scene, then, then so be it. But, you know, most of the time inertia will carry that. You're not tricking them. You're just, you know, making it organizationally smooth. But if somebody else wants to be the leader, if they're like, oh, do, do you have any dietary concerns? Oh, I don't really like sweet potato fries. Oh, just show up and you'll, you'll be fine, dummy. I'm telling you, I'm, I might not be the first rounder or the, the very first overall pick, but I am a first rounder when it comes to when it comes to picking a dining partner. IMO, at least. That's just... It's all IMO. I've eaten a lot of meals with myself. I'm all... It, like... It, if we're gonna dredge up my insane dining habits again, I'll tell you another thing. You know, sometimes you go out to eat, or even you get DoorDash, they give you the wrong order. I'm eating it, man. I, I take that as a sign from the Almighty that it was like... Hey, I know you ordered, like, the Impossible Burger or whatever, but here's some lamb merguez. And I'm like, all right, wow, I've never had lamb merguez from here. Let's give it a shot. And it's it's happened at restaurants before, like, all the time that that happens. But another thing um, that is is genuinely true is that, and, and this is admittedly insane. This is something that I, I've never heard another human being be like, oh, me too. But... Sometimes at a restaurant, I won't even look at the menu really until I know that the server is going to come over within like 30 seconds. Because I feel like you never... Here's the thing, you know, the, I, I don't believe that the average person is better than random chance at picking what they want from a menu. Or what they think would taste good. I think they can pick what they want because, you know, in your brain, you're like, oh, I came here for the, you know, the chicken sandwich i want a chicken sandwich but in terms of like what they would enjoy the most what would bring them the most joy i feel like they're no better at picking that for themselves than random chance and i sincerely believe that and i embody that and i live that so sometimes when i'm looking at the menu i i i don't get myself into that um that belabored yeah we'll roll this situation where you're like oh should i have the halibut or should i have the salmon or should i have the steelhead trout or should i have the oh but the you know the chicken looks nice as well oh and they do their own rotisserie here you know i'm just kind of i open up the menu and i'm like give me the pork belly i don't i i look at one I, I basically just randomly look at like one entree and if it doesn't have anything immediately distasteful to me i say let's give it a try and I, I feel like I have very, very, very rarely been steered wrong. There is an exception. When you go to a restaurant that's, like, famous for something, I always want to get the thing they're famous for. Because otherwise, why would I go to this restaurant versus, you know, like, McDonald's? But I encourage you, you know, you don't have to live by the same Spartan ethos that I espouse here. But you can give it a try for yourself. If you find yourself consistently getting stun-locked by menus, because there's more than one thing you like, you should recognize, in my opinion, or give it a try, you should recognize that a menu, if it's designed well, should probably be full of stuff that you think you would enjoy. Otherwise, the restaurant would probably go out of business. <laughs> you can all, you know, just don't, don't stress out too much over what's the exact right decision, what's the... And oh, you're... Because I think, you know what it is? I think you risk undermining your own enjoyment of your dinner 
If the whole time you're eating the steelhead, you're like, this is good, but man, I wish I got the scallops. I, th I think you run the risk of, uh, of, of uh, ruining your own experience through the... You, know, you ever hear the expression, comparison is the theft of joy? Usually that's like, hey, don't look in your neighbor's yard, you know, because if, if their lawnmower is nicer than yours, you're going to be like, well, who does he think he is getting such a nice lawnmower? You should recognize you're both lucky to have lawns, you know, in what is a pretty much global housing crisis and shut the heck up. <laughs> anyway, dude, what a, what a surprisingly banter rich episode. That's what happens when I haven't played Isaac in a couple of days and I've actually like left the house. <laughs> All right, take me down because I'm going to strawberry fields. Is that... That's how that goes. Yeah, nothing is real. Da -da 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 -da. There's nothing to say, home And then we're just kind of we're just kind of chilling here for like thirty seconds until you because if you go into the chest, um, while you're huge like this, it'll actually crash your game. Uh, but just allow me to. Well, it it did for me at least on on greed mode, I think. But um, for now, I'm just gonna say thanks for watching. Hope you've enjoyed the episode. If you did, click the like button. It helps out a great deal. Of course, subscribe if you want to see more in the future. But for now, thanks for watching, and I will see you next time. See ya!